Hey there, General Red Review here with Old Colony Pest Control. If you're having pest problems in a commercial or residential setting, we're the people to call. Veteran-owned, based in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, Old Colony has been here servicing your homes proudly, and we plan to keep it up. Our team is fast, efficient, and reliable. We go above and beyond to cater each project's individual need. No task is too much for us, so give us a call. 774 400 5993. Again, the number is 774-400-5993. Hope to hear from you soon. General Red Review, out. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks, or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. The shiny thing. Grab the uh, shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's my door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is the booth. Staring down, looking at the blood stained concrete. You're the dead MC, flying at my feet. You took a nine millimeter rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, I better split. This is my time, so I make my way up the block. Get to home base and lock them. Well, crack the Kavassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Hope the soldier's only says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. Yo, girl, I'm in the. 
these lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit and then boom came a noise from the other room it was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew they got us locked up for lyrical murder it's one of them charges that you never heard of it's the booth the booth the booth the booth yeah it's the booth the booth the booth yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Huh, don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. All right, it's your boy, Citizen One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. It is August 24th, and the, Jesus, we are flying along here. The year is, is man, I don't even know what to do with the year. It's going so fast. You know, just a year ago, we were locked down in COVID. Things were, you know, kept in check, and, uh, We've got this issue with COVID that we're going to talk about again that's coming up. But uh, I got to thank my guests for last week for coming on the show. Last week, my guest, Brockton Ward 4 candidates, uh, Mike Smith for Ward 4, Ward 7, Bree Nichols was on the show. Then my man, R Squared, Robert Resnick, U.S. retired Army colonel, he came on to talk about the situation in Afghanistan. And we talked about where the blame should go as far as this whole thing between Biden and all this stuff. And he came on, we broke it down. And, you know, coming right from a military guy, you know, he said it. this has been 20 years in the making. There's a lot of people that have to answer for it, not just Biden on his exit plan. But we talked about that. We broke it down. It was a really good show. If you missed it, you want to check out YouTube. And if you look over to my left, the man over to the left with the fly-ass hat on, Man, oh man, oh man, he got the one of the fly. Look, everybody knows the Sinister One has his hats on, on this show. <laughs> That's my thing. This man, Mike, comes on the show, and he's rocking a serious, serious hat. First, let's, before I introduce my guest, let him introduce himself, Mike Bachan from Mountain Maid CBD. Talk about this hat, man, first. Give them a shout, because it's fire. <laughs> Yeah, Keith, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the time tonight. Looking forward to being on the show. Uh, So this hat, OG, limited edition, one of my clients, High Country Healing out of Silverthorne, Colorado. They're bad, man. They're original. It's not their first rodeo in the weed game. They do it right. They got a full-time apparel guy. You go up to the ski town, you go in, you buy some top, top shelf chronic and you walk out with a piece of nice swag, man, every time. It's 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 the it's the place to be. You can find them online. And we were off air. He showed me some of this stuff. They got like a beanie, but it looks like a cupcake. That was fire. Yep. The stuff is just fire. Maddie C from Sports for You and Me. Maddie C, I see you in the chat. What's going on, man? Great interview with him coming up on his show. Uh, he was able to be at uh, CES 63, and uh, he's got a good review cap recap show that's out there. Check that out. And um, like I said, I got Mike on here with me. He's dropping the fly hat. But let's talk about this product, Mountain Made CBD Water. Let's talk about how you got into this game. And it was funny because we were talking about the hypocrisy of CBD today versus just a little while back, 2013. Let's talk about that. What got you into this business? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, Mountain Made CBD, thank you for that. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, my other company is Mpatch and LTD. I've been in the wholesale space uh, for cannabis as well for the past six years. So my start in the industry, uh, 2010 in Telluride, Colorado, uh, was hanging out in a ski town, ski bumming it, had just left a full-time career the year previous, um, sort of refound myself out in the mountains, mountain living, and uh, needed a job that summer and was just walking up the street and a uh, fella came out the door. He had a truck. He was moving stuff in. I said, man, what are you doing? What, what business are you getting started here on Main Street? He said, I'm opening up another dispensary. So it was our third one. He said, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm looking for a job. And he said, come run the shop for me this summer. And 2010, oh, man. man, that's how I got my foot in the cannabis space. So it was just sort of a happenstance. And, and I've made a career out of it ever since. Uh, took some revenue, some earnings in 2018 and put them into Mountain Made, the CBD end of things. Uh, that was previous a fitness company that I'd started in 2013. So we just merged the two. Uh, watch for that. You're going to see more usage and functionality coming with cannabis and hemp products. It's not just for mm -hmm. relaxing and sleeping. We'll touch on that too. And uh, man, it's been a wild ride, man. Wonderful career. And uh, looking forward to what the next, next 10, 20 years bring. So what has been the positives and what has been the negatives that you've seen in this growth of the CBD market? Because like I said, we talked off air, we were talking about the hypocrisy of this whole CBD and marijuana being accepted now. And we talked about an example was Ricky Williams in the NFL running back. He had anxiety issues, couldn't deal with the press. And Ricky Williams was trying to promote this platform of utilizing marijuana and CBD to help him with his anxiety. He was pretty much run out of the NFL for this thought. And now here we are, fast forward many years later, the CBI's got spokespeople. Um, like I said, we were at Patriots Gillette Stadium. They've got CBD business signs. Gronkowski's got his own. It, it's just so hypocritical. Do you accept the hypocrisy? And it, it, is, it, is it a plus or a negative? Like I said, what is the things that you like about it and the things you dislike? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, you know, there's always a price to pay for being early movers, you know, in, in anything. And, you know, part of what I tell people is, you know, if you want to get into the cannabis space and you think it's just glorified and wonderful, it's not take time and think, you know, I've seen some people give up some pretty high level careers to get in the cannabis business and it's not what they think it is. You know, like, like we were saying off air in 2013, I got a side gig uh, going out suit and tie to doctor's offices. And at that time it was medical only. I was showing up, knew my stuff, had a binder. I was talking terpenes before people were talking terpenes, cannabinoid. I'd actually had a background in helping children deal with epilepsy with CBD and THC. So I knew my stuff. I got laughed out at every single doctor's office I walked into for 90 days. And then, you know, two years later, Sanjay Gupta comes on TV and says, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with, I'm down with the cannabis. And all of a sudden it just flips, right? Mm -hmm. Early movers don't always get credit for what they're trying That's to right. do. So, you know, hats <clears throat> off to Ricky Williams. And, and it is a little hypocritical and it moves super fast from what people disagree with to what they agree with and, and, and what makes our minds switch so quickly. I don't know, but I will say we're still really at the tip of the iceberg because, you know, just the other day I was talking to someone there, a high level operator, small business owner. And we were talking about hiring and she said, man, two of my five latest hires have been from the cannabis space. I didn't want to hire them. I was recommended to bring these people on. They've been my hardest workers. And I said, you know, I love hearing that, 
because all that shows me is there's even more market than we're already seeing because there's still, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70% of people who want nothing to do with it right now. And that's just fresh market share for brands that can connect to what those people want and make them feel comfortable using our right. cannabis for hemp. Right. And like we see here, like I said, we see here in Massachusetts, like that's again, the hypocrisy of it. You know, I drive 93 now heading into Boston, Logan airport for work. And you know, 13 of the, of the billboards that I pass by are promoting CBD legal marijuana. Now the big thing here in Massachusetts that started two weeks ago is home delivery, which, you know, everybody said would never happen in Massachusetts. It's such a liberal state, blah, blah, blah. And it's happening. You know, you, you can call and, you know, like I said, a lot of people who were complaining about waiting on their plug, because that was one of the biggest complaints when legal marijuana started, people were saying, well, you know, the prices are a little high. I'll stick with my weed guy. But then right. when your plug guy doesn't show up, when you want him to show up, you're saying, wow, well, I got a spot down the street that's legal to sell and they deliver. And now that opens up that delivery thing is another thing that can push these guys off the street out and, and, and get it to where it needs to be. Now, there's a big yeah. difference in, in CBD and, and marijuana itself. I'd like you to explain that also, because sometimes people think it's all linked together, but there's a difference between the two. Yeah, there's absolutely a difference, you know, and just to continue to touch on things, you know, so you're saying you're driving to the airport. So, you know, certain jobs are still requiring drug testing and certain jobs will still ding you and fire you or not hire you from cannabis in your system. And, and, and part of the hypocrisy that we're trying to break down and barriers that we're trying to overcome is database decisions. A lot of people still make decisions on hemp and cannabis based off a knee jerk emotional reaction you know, to me, I don't advocate for full on drug usage. I have a background in using recreational drugs. I'm five years without them. But, you know, to my point is, you know, folks say, well, do you think we should just legalize everything? And I say, you know what, if you put data in front of me and the data makes sense, I'll make a decision based on the data. The data with CBD, hemp, THC, cannabis shows that people can lead, lead, live and lead really qualified functional lives and the emotional reaction to think, oh, if you smoke weed, you just kind of eat Cheetos and hang out and sleep is so antiquated that once folks, you know, hear more qualified and good information, it's really going to open up and we'll see, you know, more things like Ricky Williams situation disappear, my situation disappear, situations for folks who get drug tested for CDLs or just work in general start to disappear you know, because again, I mean, we're really at the tip of the iceberg with what hemp and uh, uh, cannabis can be used for. Well, a great prime example in that, let's go back to Tokyo Olympics. Let's go back to Shikari Richardson at the trials. She was banned and banished for her use of marijuana just before she ran because it relaxed her. It calmed her down. And then in order for her to run again, she had to be clean. She had to stop smoking. And look, she goes and she loses and gets last place at the Olympics. Yeah. You you know, so it's Yeah, and there's a correlation there. You know, what's interesting is like, so I, I can make this relative to mm-hmm. some patients that have helped in, in, in medical cannabis. We had an MS patient, and I understand this is one situation and it's anecdotal, but we would see, um, you know, instances like this over and over again. This gal had MS, so she had a, um, a, a symptom called drop foot in which her motor skills would degrade very quickly. So she couldn't play with her kids and kind of interact with her family at a more normalized level. She would come in time and time again and say, when I smoke specifically Golden Goat, a real nice strain invented in Fort Collins, Colorado, 
My husband will find me interacting with my children and I don't even realize I'm interacting at a normalized level until he says something mm-hmm. and boom, my drop flip comes back. All, cannabis seems to, and, and I don't know specifically to the Olympic athlete, but point is a lot of athletes use cannabis because it takes a lot of the chatter out of your brain and ultra focuses you. Some folks will call that paranoia, but let me tell you something. You use that right sativa strain and we can get into sativa indica hybrid mm-hmm. and you channel that paranoia or anxiety into a physical activity. And what you'll find, it might not be paranoia. It actually might be drive and focus. It's paranoia because you've parked your bottom on the couch because you think weed is just to be lazy and you're using the wrong strain. So I think that she was demonstrating an ability to function at a higher level with the use of cannabis and not even just nerves. I would go as far as saying if she was in this conversation, she might even agree that it's a bit of drive, focus, almost flow state. And we hear athletes use that all the time, flow state. And personally, I hit a strong flow state with certain strains of cannabis. And I think I've seen that medicinally in the past. And now I Mm -hmm. think we're even seeing it athletically right now in the present. And it's funny because you talk about the different strains. And I remember um, Snoop Dogg is really a big uh, partner in in CBD and medical marijuana. And there was a strain that Snoop Dogg actually created that made headlines because it helped this young girl who was having these type of seizures you talk about. Um, It helped pretty much not cure her, but it did help her to have a daily function. And, uh, you know, Snoop, that drew Snoop into this business where he's very involved in this now uh what's going on gary keith i see you in the chat what's going on i see you thank you for supporting the show uh, we're having a very good discussion here um so let's touch to on that quick because you yeah, used such a great you know choice of words there when you said it does not cure and that's one thing folks need to understand i come on these podcasts and i say some pretty edgy stuff sometime and, and a lot of times i like to say look cbd is a snake oil and they go whoa what like you're here to talk about cbd and i say great now we're all listening What you have to understand about CBD and cannabis is a lot of brands who are new to the, to the, to the cannabis and hemp game, don't know what they're talking about. And they are technically selling snake oil because they use words like cure. It's, it's not a cure and it's not a cure all. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's an arrow in your quiver to give you a whole battle rattle to get out in the field with and perform in, in what's really interesting. And we could talk at length on this. You know, people say, well, does CBD and, can- and, and, and cannabis work? What's super interesting is you have to unpack what work means because work means something for everyone. There's no general work for CBD. Like cannabis for you might be pain management. Cannabis for me right. is mental management. So our work and definition of work is totally different. Right. So it's not a cure. It's a tool to allow you to just function at a better level. Nice, and that's and that's see, and this is what I've been talking about. Like I said, because I and I'm, and I'm not going to lie here. I'm just going to let people know this. Um, I used to smoke a lot of weed back in the day, and I worked in transportation. In 1991, in New York, there was a major train accident, and they said it was because the person driving the train was on weed. And in 1991, that's when they enacted the random. Um, drug and alcohol policies, and I quit. I was like, I can't lose my career. I stopped smoking weed. And what ended up happening is, is I turned to drinking beer every now and then, which I hate. I couldn't stand to drink beer. I hate beer today. You know, it's, once in a while, I'll drink our hard cider. But 
it's one of those things that, you know, I was able to do my job. I smoke responsibly, but, you know, it's, it just kind of sticks. But let's talk about your water here. I want to talk about your water. Let people know about your mountain-made CBD waters and, and what that is for. Yeah. So right now the water is, you know, uh, we could chit-chat about it a little bit. I haven't finalized the formula, so it's not totally protected yet. Okay. But the next goal of ours is to take uh, move from pressed tablets, which we have down pat, move into other product categories. And we're currently working on, I'll call it like a sugar cube looking item that you're going to drop into a beverage, shake it up. And within 10 seconds, it's going to emulsify out into your favorite beverage and have a great taste and be highly bioavailable. Wow. And CBD is blowing up because we're now seeing CBD in vets and veterinarians are really loving love it. CBD. Now I own a pit bull and they're finding that CBD for a lot of pit bulls, which people know that's a dog that's full of anxiety. They chew up houses. They're known to chew walls up. And there's a lot of pit bull owners you see in pit bull groups. They're changing to a lot of these CBD uh, relaxers and snacks and things of that sort because it's actually calming dogs. I had a, a husky who was older that we rescued. Um, he got up to around 12, 13 years old, and we tried CBD with him because his hips were blown out from arthritis. And we found that it ended up, it was dangerous because it relaxed him the point where he was able to go back up and down stairs on his own yeah. on the CBD. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is crazy because. You know, for years, we've beat this product up for years, and we've denied people the usage of it when we knew it was there because people were really talking about the usage of CBD and marijuana pretty much in the in the late 70s, early 80s, to be honest, and nobody wanted to listen to it. The 90s, like I said, Ricky Williams, nobody still wanted to listen to it. And then, like you said, it you know, all of a sudden, every, everybody all of a sudden is on board for this. Yeah, you know? you know, I've been doing this for 11 years, and I always like to tease people and say I was back before it was cool. You know, like people would lightly talk about it, but, you know, you weren't the cool kids in, at the party if you were in the corner smoking weed. And then, you know, hats off to the people who've been doing it for 20, 30 years before me and led the way and they were doing it way before it was even thought of, you know, um, we have a pet line as well. Mm -hmm. Our thought behind the pet oh, okay. line is we do. Yeah. So we do a dog tablet and the thought is it's a dog friendly tablet, 10 milligrams of CBD, um, hundred milligrams of Magnolia, which is also shown to be really good for nervous systems in dogs. And then hundred milligrams of glucosamine, which isn't a lot for most breeds, but if you're already giving glucosamine, it's nice just to have a little extra in the CBD product. Yes. And what you do with our tablet, it smells like peanut butter and bacon. Oh. You just throw it right in the food bowl. And what they do is they just eat it with the food and it's low calorie. So you're not giving your dog a snack all the time, um, raising that calorie count. And then also, you know, just feeding your dog snacks is, you, you know, not something people do constantly mm -hmm. regimentally. So this product fits right into your feeding regimen, throw it in a bowl. After this, shoot me your address. We'll mail you a bottle. Give it a shot if you'd like it. You can just give I, us a quick message. So on for those who don't know what he was talking about, that glucosamine, um, for anybody who has an older dog, because uh, I put my JJ down, uh, but if you have an older dog with joint issues, glucosamine is, is something that really helps the animals with joint issues. 
Um, it's something you're supposed to kind of give them regularly so it keeps that part strong. Um, they see that in the bigger dogs, you know, as they get older, they break that, that breaks down in those joints. Uh, but yeah, that's great stuff. So that CBD with that glucosamine, man, that's that's a powerful yeah, mix right there. That's a good it, mix. It is so. a powerful mix, yeah. And then, you know, so we have three dogs. We're out here in Colorado, so you got to have at least one. We went for three. Uh, we got a nine-pound chihuahua. She doesn't really <laughs> do any of the CBD. You know, she's kind of particular what she eats. We have a 60-pound shepherd mix that is nervous, outrageously, like just shakes. She performs excellent on the mountain made uh it's called dog our dog line is called dog mountain made dog line that magnolia plus cbd does wonders for her her anxiety goes from like a 10 down to like an eight eight and a half which is a big leap for her it actually allows her to function a little more normal in society Mm -hmm. and then we got a 105 pound purebred doberman with a blown acl and he's so tall and lanky he's gonna have arthritis he loves the cbd he loves it just for the CBD and the glucosamine and you just, you know, over time and, and let's talk about cannabis and hemp regimens over time, what you're also going to see. So that's dogs. We can put a pin in that CBD cannabis regimens, super important because right now folks are saying, well, all right, so getting into the meat and potatoes, how do I use cannabis? A lot of us don't want to pack up a bowl and smoke weed. I love it. I prefer it. Love it. That's my way to intake or delivery system a lot of folks out there when we're talking about functionality like let's say you're uh need pain management right and you also hold a hold a career where you you can't get super stoned and you don't want to smell like cannabis and you just don't want to inhale anything no problem a lot of times what you'll see is small dosing throughout the day in almost a micro dose sense Mm -hmm. and then throughout time shows significant results so slowly saturating the body at a rate that's higher than the rate that your body is expelling it over time can have benefits like i think you're going to see when when scientists and science comes and looks at people who go wow we looked at a thousand people 500 of them use and eat cannabis or cbd every day for the past five years 10 years they not only have lower inflammation but they have less joint problems less cardiac problems, less risk of tumor in their body. Cannabis and hemp create homeostasis in the body, equilibrium. All things run better in balance and just light doses throughout the day can create a really strong balance in your body. That's another way to look at using cannabis and hemp, small doses consistently throughout the day. Nice. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, it's all natural. It's of the earth. You know, we go back to the movie Friday. No weed is friendly. It's of the earth, you know. It's from the earth. Right. Yeah. In your body for people who, who aren't hip to some of the some of the terminology that gets thrown out all the time. Endocannabinoid system. Your body has, I think it's five or seven. It's either five or seven endosystems, which are natural systems in your body, and they create receptors on your cells. So your cells have CB1 and CB2 receptors where cannabinoids, and, and we'll unpack that word in a minute, fit in them and then tell the cell or the protein response to do certain things. Most of the time that's create equilibrium. The reason you get a tumor in your body is cells are no longer um, using their suicide gene, which says die, replicate and die. It doesn't exist anymore. So you, you get a replication of cells, it creates a tumor. 
cannabis in theory, not giving medical advice is showing it goes back in and re-triggers that response. And that's why you get tumor reduction. So it's recreating balance in the body. Inflammation is your body's way of saying, I'm upset. I'm pumping out like cortisol, for instance, <clears throat> I'm creating inflammation. CBD goes in and says, it's okay. Settle down, reduce inflammation, more balance. So you're seeing that across the board with mood disorder, pain management, mental focus drive, cannabinoids, different cannabinoids are going in and attaching to these cells and just pretty much just, it's almost like an oil change. They're just saying, it's okay. You can run a little bit better. And then the result is a health benefit. Nice, nice, nice. We're coming up on the half hour break here. I'm going to get ready to let you go. How funny is it? (laughs) So over the weekend, I've been watching these crazy funny ass hashtag milk crate challenges of people trying to climb the milk crates and falling over. The funniest thing about this that I saw before you coming on this show this week is that I actually saw a guy complete the almost impossible hashtag milk crate challenge while crushing up and rolling a blunt. And I said, how funny is that, that the only person I've seen this weekend to complete the hashtag milk crate challenge was a weed smoker. There you go. I'm not surprised. Right? Not surprised. That's the next Olympic athlete right there. Yeah. I thought that was a ride. I said, I said, hey, you and your five twisted T's, try that because it ain't happening. Right. It ain't happening. Right. You know? Good, good yeah. stuff. So before we let you go, the one last question I got to ask you before you can promote all of your stuff. Colorado was the first to pretty much legalize everything. And you said you live in Colorado. I got to ask this. What are your thoughts? How much did what happened in Colorado lead the way for this to blow across the states nationwide to where we're almost the point where this is about to drop and legalize federally? How much did Colorado really play into that? Because I feel like it played a lot into it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And just for everyone listening, because you know how people are in the comments, technically California legalized first. That's right. You're right. Yep. But the big difference is California was running off propositions. Propositions, when you vote on a proposition, it's local legislation. Colorado voted statewide to put it in the Constitution. That was first. And what that did was regulate from a state down standpoint. They still give local areas the right to say yes or no. I actually live in a dry county, as funny as that is. So we don't have cultivation, processing, or dispensaries. But Colorado, in my opinion, did it right. And the structure was super tight. There's not a whole lot of product. There's almost no product from the legal above board industry leaving the state unless it's bought by a customer. So I think other states can come in and look at our program and go, wow, this is really something I can trust and get behind because it's super organized. It's zipped up tight. There's high level people owning and operating these businesses. There's high level people employed by these businesses. It's it's comfortable. It's clean. It's professional. And I just think that is what Colorado did before any other state. And a lot of our programs from the security, the cameras, the the metric systems that we use to track seed to sale are now implemented uh, more and more nationwide. I think we set the gold standard for legal cannabis. To be honest, um, here in Brockton, Mass, where I live, 
Uh, new spot just opened up around the corner from my house. They're called Botera. And the big thing that they say is they bring the Colorado experience to Massachusetts. That's their big selling point there. I guess the way that they've set up the inside, the way you go in and buy and and, and look at items, they said it's it's the same as if you were to go to Colorado. So I'm dying to go down there and check them out and just kind of see what this different experience is. Um, Maybe they'll have some OG hats down there. I might, don't wait, because I'll go down there, because the hat is, like I said, the hat is fire. I saw that hat. It is fire. But, man, this has been a great interview. Usually I have people on for 10 minutes, and then they're off. Um, but you provided a lot of great in, you know, information. Um, we were able to break a lot of questions down. Um, you were able to answer a lot of the things that I wanted to an- have hey. answered. Um Again, let people know how they can follow you, find you, and we'll you know get your links up and things of that sort. Yeah, great. Mountainmadecbd.com. Um, we have a light social media presence. Most of our information is on the website. And then if you want to check out what I do in wholesale and learn more about that, it's mpatchen, P-A-C-H-A-N, L-T-D, mpatchen, L-T-D.com. Nice. Good stuff. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I got a trailer to show everybody from Showtime. This ain't normal. This is a movie series. I I think it's like a TV series on Showtime that's going to be shown. I think it started actually last week. And um, it's a couple of guys here from the Boston area who are involved with it. I'm actually trying to get them on the show, but I'm going to show this trailer. That way I can get Mike out of here. So let me just put this trailer. We'll be back with more booth after this. Boston is small, you know, very small. So you got gangs on every street. As long as I'm good with these right here, I don't give a about nobody. Gotta check the bushes, you know what I'm saying? Gotta make sure ain't no new cars on the block, all that man, you know what I'm saying? We definitely on point. Gotta be cautious, man, where I come from, man. If not, I'll be on Channel 7 News, man. We, we lost our first friend at 15. He died at 15. 2004, lost another one. 2005, lost another one. 2006, lost two more. What I do isn't a job. I have to make sure this kid doesn't get killed. That's not you. I didn't have nobody that could tell me how, you know, selling drugs is bad, stealing is bad, being in the gang is bad. I feel like his life is like a repeat of my life. It's not normal for a young man to be shot. Like, that's not normal. These young men really need to see, you know, that positive image of who they really could be. We have to teach the young brothers and sisters in our community what it means to live.
I'm headed to the tip top. I don't need a pit stop. I'm grinding like the gears in a wristwatch. Try me and my money, yeah, that barrel turns red when it's picked up. Have you put your hands over your shoulder like crisscross? And your cash get pissed off. Pull up on them like we wasting ammo for fun. Head that chopper dumping like a snare. Raps never lie. All right, your boy, since one broadcasting live from the city of champions, you are listening to The Booth. And I got to thank my man, Mike Patchen, for coming on the show. Mountain Made CBD is the name of the company. Look, guys, follow him. Get on him on Instagram. Um, that man had a wealth of knowledge of CBD and THC and legalization. This man's right there in Colorado. You heard his story. Great stuff. I got to thank him for coming on. I'm definitely going to have him on the show again but we got to get into this show 735 let's get into my sponsors michael douglas Barreto, mdb electronics this is the guy that fixes my controllers whenever i have an issue and um i'm ready to go you know when he's when he's got my stuff he gets it back in 24 hours at back to uh viana marie's music is streaming everywhere you want to make sure you follow viana marie He's got a new project coming out in November, a listening party sometime next month in September. And I want to make sure everybody gets on board with her. She just had a performance out there at Club Boom last weekend. We just posted that on YouTube. Check her out. Yana Marie music everywhere. Also, tactical target systems. When I take time off and go down in the range to blow off steam, these are the targets that you see me use. RebelRom.com, that's my cousin's clothing company. You want to check her out at www.rebelrom.com. And our newest sponsor, Kyle Burnell, veteran-owned resident and commercial old colony pest control. You heard the ad before the show came up. And what is going on with my... uh... (laughs) Where did I go? Where did my camera go? (laughs) I disappeared on you all. I should be coming back in a second. All right, we're back in. <laughs> that was weird. I'm back here. All right. Um, Old Colony Pest Control. So you want to check him out. General Red Revere is the mascot. And we're going to get right into the news booth. News booth, everybody. Neighbors pushed back on plan for treatment center in shuttered Brockton Nursing Home. Over there on the north side, uh, we have the Raymore Nursing Home, which closed down a few years ago. Uh, they were trying to bring a treatment center um, there. Um, and some of us here in Brockton feel like we've got too many homeless shelters and treatment centers already. Um, it brings a certain clientele into the city. And these residents fought and pushed back. And it looks like at this point in time right now, it's not coming. Uh, so we're going to see and keep an eye on this story here in the Brockton area. Uh, important safety update for uh, Box Center, Ernie Box Center. Um, they're opening back up as of, I think, this week. But as of September 4th, the COVID update is is that you're going to have to have your vaccination. And you're going to have to show proof of vaccination if you're buying tickets for any events. Now, to be honest, some people are already complaining. But here's the thing. Live Nation has already put it out there that if you're buying tickets to any concert or any event on Live Nation, you're going to have to show that proof of vaccination. And it's already in everybody's phones. Um, it's definitely something you're going to have to do. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders have already announced if you're going to go see the Raiders play, um, you have to have proof of vaccination in order to get into Allegiant Stadium. Mike, no problem, Mike. No problem. Glad to have you on. Mike's in the chat, people. He's going to drop some links in there. He's watching the show on YouTube. 
And um, again, great interview from Mike, man. I'm going to definitely have him on again. Uh, but again, this COVID stuff is very serious stuff. Uh, also, in local news, after seven decades, Boston's iconic Kowloon restaurant is to close. This is the worst kept secret in the history of worst kept secrets here in the Boston area. Uh, for those who didn't know, uh, the Kowloon is located in Saugus on the North Shore. It was also made famous because anytime the WWE was here, the wrestlers would after that, that's where you would go. Because if they wrestled in Boston, um, the wrestlers, it was a religion for them to go to the Kowloon and get Chinese food. Um, but the owners are selling the place. Um, they were telling people that they weren't, but everything behind the scenes, legally, uh, permits and things of that sort, was pointing to that they were selling the place. And they were they pretty much lied to a lot of people. Um, I know Melissa from Hot 96.9, she's a friend of the owner. And, you know, even she was out there saying, no, I talked to the owner and, you know, he told me this, this, this. And, you know, he kind of made her look bad because he's, he's, they're going to close. They're going to close after seven decades. And, you know, it's sad to see that place go. Um, prime real estate in that area along that route. That's, that's the shame. Uh, Zoom Info. A lot of people don't know anything about Zoom Info and Chorus AI. I'm a big geek. I follow stocks. I I, I love a lot of stuff with technology. Um, Zoom Info just paid $575 million for Chorus AI. Chorus AI is artificial intelligence, um, which was being used in sales. And sales departments were using these uh, this Chorus AI for phone calls and things of that sort. Well, Zoom Info just dropped 575 million to take over that ai people please pay attention to this ai stuff that's going on behind the scenes this is crazy stuff because elon musk just last week announced the tesla bot humanoid <laughs> and for those of you who know about the movie westworld back in the day with yul brenner and uh <laughs> the, the updated version of westworld with the humanoids uh tesla bot and he designed it so people can run away from it. Why? Why are we? Run- Why do we have a need to run away from humanoids? Here I am. I'm worried about the zombie apocalypse, and now I'm worried. Now I got to add Rise of the Machines to my worries, people. Rise of the Machines. This is the type of stuff. Humanoids. Elon Musk, man. Elon Musk. Leave it alone. And then when I thought things couldn't get any worse, right here in Massachusetts, Boston Dynamics has humanoid robots, the Atlas robots that they've been working on. I've been following these daggone Atlas robots. These Atlas robots are doing parkour. You don't believe me? Well, in this segment of Are You Serious? Here are the Atlas robots Released this video last week, Boston Dynamics released this exclusive video last week of their Atlas robots doing parkour. Look, look, just, just watch. Are you serious?
Oh, hell no. Hell no. You see that? Robots doing parkour. They don't even have a gun in their hand yet. That's right there. Rise of the Machines. If y'all hadn't seen... Okay, there's a great series out there called The Matrix, where the computers had us in pods. Watch the Animatrix. The Animatrix is the prequel to The Matrix and shows exactly what happened and how The Matrix came to be. What happened, how The Matrix came to be, is, is that we became dependent on robots. Nobody worked because robots were doing all the work and everybody just collected welfare. Because nobody worked. The, the, the humanoids and the robots did all the work. We collected welfare because no one worked, so we were given a check and people partied it up and had sex and was doing all this crazy stuff in the world while the robots made everything move. And what happens is is that one of the robots decides that you know it needs its own life and kills the owners, and it's it, it kills the owners, and then the robot's put on trial, and then when the robot's put on trial, the robot is sentenced to death. And what happens is is this inspires all of the robots to rise and go to war against the humans. And if you guys haven't seen the end of Matrix, check it out. It's an it's amazing story as to how the Matrix started. And then we have this war against the robots, and we're losing. And, oh, actually, the war didn't start. What happens is, is the robots actually break away from humans, and the, the, they control the stock market, and then the robots buy an island. And then the robots stop manufacturing and doing all the stuff for themselves to the point where they crush the humans financially and business-wise, which now is why we go to war with the robots. And then we start getting our asses kicked to the robots, and then what we do is we create this weapon because the robots are working on solar power and this Animatrix. We go and we block out the sun, which is why the Matrix movie Everything is dark in the real world because we use this weapon to block out the sun to try to take the solar power from the robots. And then when we do that, that's when the robots realize that humans have electrical power in their body and they take they start taking humans and putting humans in pods and powering themselves off of the life energy of humans. If you haven't seen the prelude to Matrix, it is badass. It's animated. It's called Animatrix. Check it out. It is, it is a badass prequel. Good stuff. But again, I was already worried about the zombie apocalypse. Now I got to worry about damn ass machines that can do parkour. (laughs) Right here in Massachusetts too, Boston Dynamics. So you're just trying to tell me that Skynet, and I forget the date that Linda Hamilton says in Terminator. I think it's like November or something, 2000. And 10 or so, I forget what it is. If anybody knows in the chat, if they remember what year it was, um, it's going to be a very bad day if you're not wearing Sunblock 3000. You know, remember that line from Linda Hamilton. Moving on. Um, The FDA fully approves the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination. So now that it's been approved, and for everybody out there who's had an excuse not to get vaccinated, what's your excuse? Because we now have one that's fully approved by the FDA. The FDA has also announced that within the next month or so, they expect to have Moderna and Johnson & Johnson fully approved. Here is where I'm a little upset with this thing, though. It's hypocritical. Of the two of the three companies, uh, two of the three companies that settled big money 
for the opiate crisis. Uh, we're talking to the tune of $23 billion uh, these companies settle for. So now Pfizer and um, Johnson & Johnson are going to make all this money back on vaccinations that they have to pay out to people from the opiate crisis, heroin. So it's kind of hypocritical, people. Kind of, kind of. If you wanted to put your conspiracy hat on, some would say that COVID was created to help these companies not go bankrupt and make that money to pay out, because this this opiate thing has been going on. The lawsuits have been going on since 2016. So I know there's a lot of uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists that might want to touch base on that one. So we'll go from there. But COVID 19 is very real, real, and um. The variant is killing people, yet you still have people like Josh Mandel, who is the Ohio State Treasurer. He uh, applauded a worker for coming back to work sick. Coming to work sick is what he did. And uh, he took a picture with her on Facebook and, you know, posted this whole thing. Let me get this picture up for you guys right here. Josh Mandel on his Facebook page. Uh, was in Ohio at the Inside Five Restaurant Brewing Company. Um, he said, even though Brianna was sick today, she came to work because they knew they were short service. That's the type of American workers that make our country worth, make our country strong. Now, I'm wondering how sick was she? Did she have COVID? What 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 is going on here? Because if you have a low-grade fever or any of the symptoms, you're not supposed to be showing up to work. You're not supposed to be. <clears throat> and, and her employer is forcing her to the point where she has to be to work sick, and now all these people around her are, are, are at risk of getting sick. You know, God forbid if she did have COVID-19 and she did have one of the two new variants, and now she's passed that along, and Josh Mandel is a elected official, that's... Man, that's very irresponsible, in my opinion. Very irresponsible. I just crazy stuff. Uh, moving on, uh, rest in peace, Presley Stutz, Republican Party leader. He died from COVID. He is a Tea Party guy. Um, he passed away from COVID. Jesse Jackson and his wife Jackie, they've been hospitalized for COVID. Prayers going out to them. They're older. Um, it's one of the things that they say they, you know, you can't afford to get. If you're older, so you got to be kind of careful. Um, I believe Jesse, I did read, was vaccinated. I believe I did read that. I believe that him and his wife were both vaccinated. Uh, moving on into the legal booth. Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario, who burned a BLM flag, gets five months in jail. This is the most BS story in the history of BS stories of this year, right now. Look, we talked about this on this show. Enrique Otario is a effing rat. Point blank, he's a rat for the feds. And here's why we know he's a rat. Because before the insurrection on January 6th, which we did a special show, me, R-Squared, and Ken Diesel, we did a special show after January 6th. Our regular show was January 5th. On January 5th, we did our show, and we talked about this story that came on January 5th where Enrique Otario was arrested for this flag-burning incident on live TV just minutes after he landed in Washington, D.C., which at that time, the three of us on this show, we felt, gee, that's peculiar. 
Enrique Tario all this time. He's been in the news. They've been talking about Proud Boys. They've been talking about his Cuban ass as leader of the Proud Boys and this and that. Then all of a sudden, on national TV, on a, on a live interview, they pull his car over after landing in Washington his, his, and, and pull him out of the car and they arrest him and they hold him. And now he gets five months in jail. He's a rat. He's a proven rat. He's already bought down, brought down two other organizations as a rat. It's already been put out there. So now what happens? What, what have you seen happen since Enrique Otario has been in custody? Proud Boys have been under fire. Proud Boys have broken up internally. Proud Boys have kind of almost fallen off the radar with the exception of this past weekend where they had some issues because they don't have a leader in place and things are going to, sh- to ish. He is a rat. He's going to do his five months to clear whatever he's going to clear up and get cleared, and then he's going to go rat and be somewhere else. He's a professional federal rat. And and I'm leaving it at that. And if you heard it here first on the booth, I'm just letting you know. Um, Ashley Babbitt, she's the woman who was shot during the January 6th insurrection. Uh, She was trying to storm that room. She was at the door breaking the glass. And she ended up getting shot and died from her wounds that she took. And a lot of people were up in arms and saying she was a veteran and this shouldn't have happened to her. Blah, 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 blah. The problem is, is that you were creating, you were, you were in an insurrection. You were involved in the criminal act. And, you know, we said this on the show. It's, it's sad that she lost her life, but it's going to be deemed a clean shoot. You know, and there were a lot of people out there who were saying this and saying that. But no, guess what? U.S. Capitol Police deem. Her shooting was lawful, which means it was a clean shoot. The officer was cleared. Um, the shoot was lawful. So that ends that debate and that discussion with everybody out there on social media since everybody thinks they know everything. <laughs> so um, T-Mobile is facing a huge class action lawsuit. 53 million people were affected by the data breach that happened two weeks ago. 53 million T-Mobile. And and it should have been protected, but I guess it wasn't. They got hacked. That information is out there. Um, The good thing about this is when it happens is, is well, it's kind of a nuisance. Um, When a breach happens, a company has to pay for your protection. I think it's five years. I think it's I think it's five years. I might be wrong. It might be three, but I thought it was five. For five years, they have to provide. Um, protection of your credit services. The only thing that stinks about it is, is that your credit services, your your credit status goes into what is like a protected mode. So if you're p- applying for loans or mortgages, um, you're gonna have to write a letter stating that you know, oh well, I, you know, I was caught up in this breach and I'm in this thing now where I have to have these protections put. You're gonna have to clear a lot of these background checks or or um, applications for loans and things of that sort. So you're going to have to take that extra step, which is kind of a nuisance to be protected. I know you guys are getting tired of me talking about Britney Spears, but you know what? I feel for this girl mental health. And I've been saying that a lot of people, these free Britney nuts are not paying attention to her mental health. Last week, the police were out to Britney Spears' house twice in one week. Twice in one week. Uh, they went out there because the dog was taken away from her. She blames her dad for the dog being taken away, but no. The person who took the dog away felt that the dogs were not being taken care of. Um, 
I can believe it. She spends so much time on Instagram doing crazy, stupid stuff on Instagram. Doesn't surprise me that the dogs aren't being taken care of the way that they should. And then she had another incident where she thought the phone was hers and she snatched it out of the, you know, the person's hands and the person called the cops. They didn't file charges. They just wanted their phone back. Um, but she didn't have her phone. She had somebody else's phone. She had to give it back. Um, again, this is just the craziness that's going on in her home. And I just said that this is just, I'm just so sad and worried for her that this is going to end badly. That's what my biggest word is, worry is. Entertainment booth. Van Buren Records out of Brockton. They have a free listening party in New York on Thursday night at the SNS Club or the SNS Bar. <clears throat> Van Buren Records, I talked about them last week. They're this generation's Wu-Tang, and I'm glad that they're from the city of Brockton. All of their members are putting out some crazy music. Aziz the Snake, Van Buren Records, free listening party event in New York City. If you can drive out there and support these guys and 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 show some love from Brockton or Massachusetts in New York, I think these guys would be very, I think they'd be very happy to see some faces from a local area out there to show them some support. So again, that's Thursday night, 9 o'clock. I believe it's called the SNS Bar. Um, it's on their social media. Check it out. Van Buren Records is easy to say. Free album listening party. Also, hey, I don't know who needs to hear this. But Marvel Studios is shooting Wakanda Forever in the area of Worcester as of next week. Y'all been paying attention to this show? I'm black. I'm not Wakanda black, but I'm black. So, if you're casting, Boston casting, I don't know who's out there, but I want to get on Wakanda Forever. I don't care what it is. I'll play a homeless guy in the street getting five or ten bucks. But I don't care. I need in this film. I want in this film. I may not be Wakanda black, but I'm black. So get me in this movie. <laughs> Just let y'all know. Get me in there. <laughs> uh, breaking news before we came on the air. Uh, rest in peace. Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts dead at 80 years old. If I'm not mistaken, I thought the Stones we're actually on tour right now, if I'm not mistaken. I got I to gotta find out if anybody knows this in the chat. If you're watching the show, drop it in there for me. But I thought the Stones were either just completed the tour or was getting ready to go on tour. But Charlie Watts, dead, 80 years old. And he was one of the coolest guys in the band for me. You know, Mick Jagger was badass. But Charlie Watts was a real laid-back drummer. But he was one of the best drummers out there. Um, didn't get the real respect that he deserved. So rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Also rest in peace, COVID complications, Sonny Chiba, martial arts legend, right up there with Bruce Lee. He was in Kill Bill. He got his recognition. I remember my dad taking us down to Chinatown and seeing that movie Street Fighter with Sonny Chiba. Now Sonny Chiba's difference was, was that Sonny Chiba's movies was a little more violent than Bruce Lee's movies. So Bruce Lee was the man. Bruce Lee was the man. Choreography was on point. But if you wanted to see the brutal martial arts violence, uh, the Sonny Chiba movies was right there. Um, if you haven't seen a classic, if you only know Sonny Chiba from Kill Bill, um, go back and check out Street Fighter. The Street Fighter. I think there was like three Street Fighter movies that he had made, but um, there's a lot of rap music from back in the day 
that sampled from Street Fighter. So you want to go and check out that. I'm pretty sure um, after his passing, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are searching and looking up Street Street Fighter on to, you know for streaming purposes. So check it out. Also, uh, Armor Wars Disney Plus series with Don Cheadle. They've been listed. Yasir Lester as the head writer. He was writing uh, for the successful show Ironheart. And now he's now going to take the helm and pen Armor Wars, which is due to premiere next year. We have Hawkeye in November. And there's another Disney. She-Hulk is in the works. Um, So I'm pretty ecstatic about all of that. And here we go, people. This is what we really wanted to get into right here. Spider-Man No Way Home. There was a leaked trailer. Here's the funny thing about it. The leaked trailer wasn't a leaked trailer, people. If you think that that trailer was leaked earlier on Monday, it, it wasn't. This is that bad press thing that all these people are doing now. The trailer was supposedly leaked, and all of a sudden, Sony pulled it down. And what that did was it created the buzz for the actual trailer that was due to be released on Monday later that night. Because what they were trying to do was is they were trying to break the record for everybody who tuned in to watch the Avengers Endgame trailer when that debuted. And I believe they did exactly what they wanted to do. Um, if you watch this trailer, haven't seen it yet, I'm about to show it. But we're going to talk about this. So let me get this trailer on for you guys. This is Spider-Man No Way Home right here for you exclusively on the booth. Oh, look at this. This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize. Look at this. This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop. Come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> Can we just, like, stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is, in fact, Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows, you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter. What do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Stephen. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. Our world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned. He's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really know. Stop talking. 
seven. We tapped into the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. That was the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. If you paid attention to that freaking trailer, you saw Dark Ark. Y'all saw Dark Ark from the earlier Spider-Man films. The same actor. Y'all saw that, right? But there's some other surprises in the leak trailer that y'all didn't see. If y'all know this, there was a green bomb that rolled up on that bridge. What? Spider-Man villain is associated with green bombs. Green Goblin, William Defoe. I'm hearing and saw in that leaked trailer, William Defoe is Green Goblin. Also saw Electro. And I'm telling you, I already know what they're headed for. And people have been saying, oh, no, this isn't going to happen. This is a separate universe, blah, 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 blah. I've been telling people, I'm a comic book fan. I knew about the multiverse. We've been talking about the multiverses. We've been talking about the Watcher on this show. We've been talking about all the different things because Venom and Spider-Man are going to have to meet up. That's 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 what's going to happen. And the signs of Venom coming and being with Spider-Man is even closer because they're gearing up for what looks like a Sinister Six movie. How do I know this? Well, because if you watch the Mobius trailer for Mobius that's coming out, there is a scene where they're walking by and there's a truck with Craven on the side. Sinister Six is made up of Craven, Rhino, Vulture, Doc Ock, and you have Green Goblin. In some, in some of the instances of the Sinister Six, it also included Venom. So, this is where we're headed, people. We are headed towards a Sinister Six movie. And I'm pretty sure we're headed towards a Spider-Man Venom matchup. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm pretty... As much as they're trying to deny it, they're playing people. Because they played people about the fact that Spider-Man was supposed to be in the Avengers Endgame. They played people on that. They played that whole thing back and forth. and law. They did this whole thing with lawsuits and all this stuff. That was all bad press to make good press. They played everybody. They knew exactly what the hell they was doing. Sony knew they was going to make money by having MCU characters in the Sony Marvel universe and Sony with, with this Spider-Man. They knew it. They knew it. They was never going to deny this. They know what they're doing, and they're playing everybody, and Kevin Feige is a friggin' genius. A genius. And I'm pretty sure in the post credit scenes, just like they did in Spider-Verse, the animated film, it lets you know that these are, these are, these are tangible universes. And if you paid attention, Doctor Strange in that trailer, he didn't seem like the, the right Doctor Strange. Why would Doctor Strange 
use and do an irresponsible spell as such. So now I'm wondering, does this take place before the Doctor Strange movie that's coming out? <clears throat> or is it after? Maybe Doctor Strange is a little messed up from being in that multiverse. Let's see what happens. But I, I'm, I'm damn sure I can't wait. Well, also, on the Marvel news. Boom. Here it is, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which I just showed you. But now, run it. Shang-Chi. New trailer. This is serious, too. Let me just show you this one right here. Shang-Chi, for all y'all know, was the master of Kung Fu in the Marvel Universe. This is the latest trailer from him here. Check it out. Hey, can we get real for a second? We've been friends for 10 years. I know that you don't like to talk about your life, but a guy with a freaking machete for an arm just chopped our butts in half. DJ Who are you? My father trained me to be the 10 rings greatest weapon. That's not who I am. How did you find me? I always know where my children are. Seems like a nice fella. It's time to show the world who I really am. Shang. Shang. That's what I said. Oh, you can turn it up? Yeah, you can hear me. Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in theater September 3rd. All right, Shang-Chi. Master of Kung Fu. That's the new trailer. DJ Snake, Rick Ross, Run It is the song that you heard in the background. Fire trailer fire if you guys know this the abomination from the hulk is in the cage that's who he's fighting so i love these easter eggs man that they be dropping on you be dropping on us man. real straight up serious on this hey guys if you're watching this i got a new jersey shirt on to represent the garden state <clears throat> me and my son went to uh philadelphia stopped in new jersey we went to see the rocky statue Climbed the rocky steps at the Philadelphia Art Museum. Went to see the Patriots take on the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles lost, by the way. So um, I've been running reckless. <laughs> I've been all over the place. Maine, Philadelphia, all over the place. Um, I got a little scruff here because I haven't been able to get down to see my man Corey at the barber shop. <laughs> so I'm looking a little scruffy here. So please don't mind, but I still got my Oscar Mike radio hat on for Travis and showing him support. Um, InfoWar host in the 
uh, entertainment booth, Owen Schroyer. He has a show on the InfoWars website. Um, he's now been charged with breaching the U.S. Capitol grounds in the riot that happened on January 6th. What it is is they're getting around to um, reviewing a lot of this video from inside the Capitol, and they're, they're finally able to identify a lot of people now. A lot of people are being snitched on still, um, and they're getting arrested and brought in. So the InfoWars host... Owen Schroyer has been charged with breaching the Capitol on January 6th, so I don't know if you're going to be seeing his show anytime soon on in, on the Infowars.org website. Um, heading into the sports booth, rest in peace, Bruins' Jimmy Hayes, 31 years old, three months after having a baby boy. He also had a baby uh, about a year or so ago, too, I think. Uh, but he, product of BC, uh, got his dream position on the playing for the hometown Bruins. And um, 31 years of age, dead. There's no word yet as to foul. No foul play has been said. Um, but it's just craziness. I'm hoping it's not COVID. I'm praying it's not drug-related. I'm praying. Um, hopefully he didn't have any concussions or anything of that sort. But again, rest in peace, Jimmy Hayes of the Boston Bruins, 31 years old. Uh, Brockton Highs. Football coach Peter Colombo is contemplating retirement after this following season, which is his 19th season. Hey, if you're all watching this show and listening to this show, you know Peter Colombo. Uh, I haven't been able to see this guy out and about anywhere, but you can't retire on the 19th year, bro. You got to stay and do 20. You got to go with 20 years, man. You got to go with 20 years. Announce that retirement for this year, but go on, go after your 20th year. Let these guys try to win a, a chip for you. Let's try to do this. Go out on your 20th. Stick around. Don't go out on your 19th. Go out on your 20th, man. Round it off. <laughs> um, and are you serious? I'm going to close out the show with this video. I'm not going to show you the video now because it's about five minutes long. But uh, just last weekend here in Mount Washington, Travis Pastrana, if you guys know who Travis Pastrana is, he's the bicycle skateboarding action guru he's the sports action guru him and uh ken block go back and forth over these crazy records uh travis pastrana broke his existing record of driving up mount washington from the bottom of the summit to the top of the summit um there is a five minute video from the inside and outside of the car that he had the subaru that he used to complete this feat um, he crushed his record. So when I close out the show, I'm going to show you guys the video of Travis Pastrana tearing up Mount Washington. Give it a watch. It is. It's crazy because it's from the end seat driver's view. So you're going to see what he saw when he made this epic run up Mount Washington to the top. It's crazy. Well worth the wait, people. Well worth the wait. So please hang on. Um, Nikhil Harry injury update. As I said, I was in Philadelphia for the game. Um, Nikhil Harry went up to get a pass from Mac Jones, right at the goal line. Uh, he came down real hard. He was hurt just before halftime. Um, they're saying that he's got a sling. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Uh, Patriots did cut four players today. Um, I was surprised the kicker wasn't released today. Real surprised the kicker wasn't released today. But, um, yeah, Nikhil Harry, prayers go out to you. Hopefully everything's well and you'll be back on the field. Rest in peace, West Carolina coach John Peacock, 32 years old, COVID. COVID. Vaccinations out there, people. FDA's approved it. Let's go. <laughs> Biden bombshells. Taliban fighters dressed as U.S. troops to mock America in propaganda video. Um, a lot of people are pissed at Biden and this and that. Look, it, it, we said where Biden was at fault, but 
our guys, our troops, our U.S. troops aren't the ones that left the stuff behind. It's the Afghan troops that we've been spending 20 years training that up and left the stuff behind. The, 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 those are the guys that we need to be pissed at. Be very upset at those Afghan troops that we thought were going to fight when this happened, and they didn't fight. They up and just left their post. Uh, some of them joined the Taliban, as Rob said. Um, if you want to be upset with anybody who left that stuff over there, <clears throat> be upset with them. Yes, the exit plan was crappy. Um, and like I said, he dropped. I, my feeling is is that Biden dropped the ball when he didn't listen to his intel when they said that this collapse was going to happen a lot quicker than he realized. But, you know, like Osquid said, you know, there's reasons why things happen. Um, Ex-Defense Secretary says the Trump-Taliban deadline undermined the deal. If you, people don't remember... Trump actually signed a deal with Afghanistan to get the troops out of there. There was a deadline set. And if the if they weren't out, like Art Squid said last week, if they weren't out of there, this would have been a bigger mess. So Biden's hands were tied. He had to get the people, you know, get troops out of there. Just the way he went about it. And yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Tough situation. Uh, deadly firefight. Again, outside Kabul airport heightens evacuation chaos. But I'm hearing that. I think before we went on the air, I want to... I think I saw the numbers was 93,000 have been evacuated from Afghanistan. 93,000 have been pulled out of Afghanistan already. They've got a count that they've got going on. So hopefully it continues in a positive fashion. Again, the loss of life could have been pretty crazy there. Um, I haven't heard any crazy stories. There were some rumors about beheadings and going door to door and hanging people, but it's been kind of unconfirmed. So we'll see. We'll keep it posted on this one. Uh, Biden. Also, I wasn't happy with Biden with two things here. <clears throat> Biden comes into fire for mishandling the evacuation of these people out of Afghanistan. So what does Biden do in typical government fashion? This is not something that Biden does. This is something that the White House does. What they do is they come up with something to distract you from what's going on over here and put your attention over here. So what did they do this week when Biden's under fire for how he's handled this exit strategy? Well, Biden requires vaccines for nursing home staff, all nursing home staff to be vaccinated. I agree with that. I agree with that. But again, that's a don't look over here, look over here type White House BS deal that they've been doing. It doesn't matter if it's a Republican or Democrat. This is part of what they do. This is this is good PR. Also, what did they do? What else did Biden do last week? that he did to say, hey, don't look over here, but look over here. Well, Biden automatically canceled $5.8 billion in student loans for over 300,000 disabled borrowers. When, for the last six months, while he's been in office, he has been saying he wasn't going to help these college debt student loan people. But now all of a sudden, because your ass is being held to the fire over this poor exit plan, You've decided, don't look over here, look over here. (laughs) Typical White House, it's a non-democratic, it's not a Republican thing. This is what they do, people. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I do. I call people out when they need to be called out. And I'm calling Biden out on this one. And again, this has to do with his team. This This is what a good White House team does. You know, they distract. This is what they do. So... I've got to let you know about it. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Went a little bit over because I had a good interview with Mike Pachan. 
of Mountain Made CBD. Good stuff, Mike. Glad you came on this show. I'm definitely going to have you on again. And um, as you guys saw in the promo, Raph the Ruler is going to be coming on this show <laughs> in September, on September 14th. He's got a big show coming up on September 17th with Terminology. He's actually hosting and performing up at Sammy's Patio. And then on November 12th, Raph the Ruler got a show with Tech 9. My man, Tech 9, yo, Hatchet Radio, Rick Pease, you hear that? He's going to be with your boy, Tech 9. On November 12th at the Palladium in Worcester. So he's going to be on to talk about both those shows. Uh, going to make sure to get your tickets so you can get out there to Sammy's patio. Hold it down. Show your support for a local artist. Uh, Raft the Ruler. Check him out. As I said, he's going to be on on September 14th. So plenty of time for y'all to get recognized with his music and know something about him. So make sure to reach out to Raft the Ruler on Instagram. Raft the Ruler on TikTok or wherever he is. Hit him up on Facebook. He's Raface on Facebook. Check him out. Uh, since the One Productions beanies are out there, I'm going to try to get some ordered. And I want to appreciate everybody who's been supporting the brand all this time. Uh, Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for you and me, doing big things out there. Um, I actually was able to lock my computer down to the point now, my Mac, my new Mac, where I'm going to be able to do live remotes. Uh, one of the first remotes that I think I'm planning on doing is a joint show. In other words, it will be a joint show with myself, Maddie C, and hopefully Oscar Mike Radio. Three three big headers on Hoobazoo, including you know up there with Drafting Circuits, but I won't be able to get those guys here because they're not here in this, in this state. But we will be trying to work on this live show for you guys and get it out there. And that's it for the show, guys. Uh, Got to thank everybody who showed up to Club Boom the other night, the Hip Hop for the Culture event. That was where Viana Marie performed, so I got to thank everybody who showed up to that. Uh, this Friday night at Club Boom, your boy Sinister One will be hosting. Well, I won't be hosting. I'll be I'll be overseeing the karaoke while um, Infamous Ma and Viana Marie will be hosting the event. There's VIP tables available at Club Boom, 4 Spring Street in Taunton. Check it out. Um, get your VIP tables. There's only three VIP tables in there, but we will be doing karaoke. We always have performers there. This is something different. This is a different vibe. This is a different feel. Want to make sure you guys check it out. Join us and uh, have a good time. You know, you are the performer. The karaoke. You are the former. You can bring your best Whitney, your best Mary J, your best Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, or Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out, man. Hang with us. Uh, Prova, Brockton, still going on until September. Please make sure to support that on Thursday and Friday nights. Vianna Marie, support her music everywhere. And um, that's about it, people. That's about it. That's about it. Um, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. What I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to show you this Travis Pastrana video. And then after the Travis Pastrana video, um, SpongeBob is going to take you home. And then we will be back next week here on the booth. So let me get this video up. This is Travis Pastrana tearing up Mount Washington. It's about five minutes long. And then after that, SpongeBob, take us home. Here we go. Here we go.
Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, on repeat. I've been upstate and y'all think I'm playing And I gotta hit now For these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying Try me, try me and I'll probably end up laughing Cause I never back down I'm that chick with a clean ass whip I don't need that shit, it's like I'm my own now I get hot, I get tired of fussing, fighting Guess I gotta crack down Don't mess with me, cause on everything I'ma have to bring the whole city W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-S-E-R-Z-O-C-O-M W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-S-E-R-Z-O-C-O-M